You're listening to Faith with Friends podcast, where we talk about faith, relationships, and spiritual growth. Welcome to our circle and the conversation where we seek to know God and make Him known. Now, here's your host, Lisa Lorenzo. Hi, and welcome to Therapy Thursday. Today, I'm joined once again by our beautiful co-host, Dr. Lydia Martinez. Hello, Dr. Lydia. Hi, good morning. Good afternoon. I hope that you're doing well. Thank you for having me, Lisa. I'm always so grateful to be on your show. Thank you. And I'm excited about our conversation today. I think that education is important because when we can, when we learn about mm, what we do wrong in relationships, then we can refocus and do better, do things right. And today we're going to have a great conversation about different forms of dependency so how to have a healthy relationship by having that healthy boundaries. Why don't you tell us about the three types of dependency that, that we know about? Yes. Thank you. The three, the, well, the three relationships are, I'll say that fast, right? The three relationships uh, types are um, enmeshment, codependency, or interdependence. The one you want to be is interdependent. This is where both People can be their own selves. There's healthy boundaries. There's good self-worth and validation between the two. Interdependence is what we all want to be. We all strive to be. Codependence is where one is completely leaning on another. And if I can take a, a, book, a textbook definition is one becomes excessively emotional or psychologically reliant on a partner. Typically those who who require support on an account of an illness or an addiction. So most of the time codependency happens when there's substance abuse present, but it doesn't have to be substance abuse. It could be, like I said, an illness, or it can also be someone who is just having trouble with some trauma in their, in their background and their history, and that becomes their addiction. And then the worst one of all of them, or, or the one that really is the most unhealthy, not the worst, but just the most unhealthy is enmeshment where there are no boundaries. There's like no difference between the two is like complete and utter dependence from one partner to the other. And that is very unhealthy. I think as Christians, we know that we are called to die to ourselves, to serve others, to pick up our crosses and, and carry them. And so I think a lot of Christians, me included, for a long time think it's, it's we're called to deny ourselves, but we're also called in the great command to, and I will read from, I believe it's Mark chapter 12, starting in verse 28. And one of the scribes came and heard them disputing with one another and seeing that he answered them well, asked which of the commandments is most important of all. And Jesus answered, the most important, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. And the second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than this. So we're called to love God, but we're also called to love ourselves. That's right. And so putting those healthy boundaries you were talking about, it's healthy for us. And when we love ourselves and we love God, when we love God and then ourselves, we're able to love others better. You're right. So how do we, how, can I give you some signs on how to recognize if you're codependent or not? Yes, absolutely. 
So I, if you, I fail all of these tests, I just want you to know. Oh, I bet you, you know what I'm going to tell you that, that we op, people operate on a continuum. You know, what that means is that some days you're better than others, you know? So, and you have to be careful too, that like, I, that you don't feel like you answer to all of these too, because people like, for example, who go to medical school, they think they have all the diseases when they're reading them. They think they have all the symptoms and all the diseases in the medical school books. But I think that we, we may tend to feel these things or do these things at times, but when it becomes a pattern, that's when you have to really watch out. Okay. So like, for example, you tend to love people that you can pity and rescue, or you tend to love people uh, just because you love them, not because there's a, a hero factor involved. That's the difference between interdependent and codependent. Codependent would be the one who, who loves just to rescue, to pity, to, to feel like the hero. Um, how does that sound? Does that sound like something recognizable? Lisa? I would say yes. Let's see. I mean, I definitely think it's such a hard question to answer because we go back to like, what is your calling? And there are areas of my life that I think God has given me a ministry to minister to certain people that are going through certain things, right? So I had breast cancer. And if there's somebody with breast cancer, I immediately connect with them. So it, do I love them because I am a hero, quote unquote? Hmm, that's a great question. Or do I love them because I can show compassion and I understand exactly what they're going through and I can help lead them closer to God? I guess that's the thing. Am I leading them closer to God or am I leading them closer to me? Well, well, it leads right into the next, the next thing to think about the next part of the next sign you feel responsible for their actions of others. Or if you're leading, if you're trying to help them and lead them to God is different than if you feel responsible for their actions. Right. I definitely don't feel responsible for other people's actions. I might feel bad that they're making bad decisions. Right. And having compassion is good. Okay. Right. That makes you a human being. There's nothing wrong with having compassion. It's just that what do you do in the next step? You know, one thing is to feel compassionate about the, the person, you know, when you are, when you're in your car and you have a person come to your car and that has a sign that says, we'll work for food or, uh, you know, those, those, do you, do you feel compassionate enough to stick them in your car, take them home, give them a shower have them be part of your family or do you give them five bucks or do you give them a water? There's a difference between what are you going to do with that compassion? You see what exactly. I'm saying? Yes, absolutely. Um, so you can feel compassion, feel all the compassion you want, but it, it's the action that you take based on your compassion, you know, is, is how much of a codependent or interdependent relationship you have with someone. Yes. So here's another one. Do you do more than your share in the relationship to keep the peace? That's a great question too. Do you do more than your share to keep the peace? Uh-huh. I would say occasionally. Although I think I am in a place now spiritually and emotionally where I'm trying to be a peacemaker. And we've talked about that before, rather than a peacekeeper. So I want to speak truth 
And I want to be able to lovingly confront when there's areas that, you know, I see are dangerous or bad or repetitive or damaging to a relationship to myself or to them, then no, I don't know. You see, I think that, I think that I'm definitely a person that's willing to bring loving confrontation and I think I'm a peacemaker and not a peacekeeper. I'm not. I was hoping to, you would say that. That's yeah, perfect. I'm not trying to well, push I, things under the rug. Like, let's confront it because I think that that's very important in any relationship to have that honest communication. Where, listen, I can't carry your load and my load. We need to, in order to have a healthy relationship, we have to be able to see eye to eye. We don't have to agree on everything. We don't have to. You don't have to match everything. However, can, do we understand each other? Right, and I'm glad you said it. you're not a. You're not a peacekeeper, you're a peacemaker, which is different. Okay. Right. See that a peacekeeper is someone who says, Oh no, 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 I, I don't want to ask that question. I'm walking on eggshells. I don't want to go there because I'm going to upset that person. So I'm just going to shuffle it under the rug. I'm going to take care of it on my own. That's very different than someone who is saying is going to be a, a gently confronting or um, going to be truthful about what's going on, but you still with, with the purpose of keeping the peace with the purpose of making peace. It's a very, there's a very big difference. Right. I, I have a great analogy. Somebody gave me one time and they said, if you see somebody in a repetitive habit that is hurting themselves and others, and you're not willing to confront them on it, which sometimes we, you know, you don't want to, because you know what the end is going to be. Well, if you saw a cancer growing out of their face, would you be willing to tell them? Do you love them enough to tell them, listen, I see this cancerous cell on your face and we need to deal with it. We can't just ignore it. Right. right? And so people who say, well, I'm not going to tell them anything because I love them and I don't want to hurt their feelings. Are you going to allow that cancer to grow in their heart and continue to harm them and others? That's where our love should be. Loving them enough that this might get messy for a minute. Right. This might hurt you for a minute, but the reason I'm telling it to you is because I love you and I want you to see what's harming yourself and others. And that creates trust where hopefully when I'm the one with the cancer in my heart mm-hmm. and I'm the one that's, you know, habitually doing things that are harming my relationships, that people would be feel safe enough to come to me and confront, you know, my weaknesses, my sins. Right. Okay. So that's, that's, that's a good analogy, a very good one. And, you know, you mentioned sometimes you, people who don't want to hurt someone else's feelings to say something. And sometimes that fear is because they're afraid to be abandoned or, or be alone. And that's where it comes from. So if you can ask yourself, if I am going to gently confront my partner, am I afraid that they're going to leave me? Am I afraid that, that they're going to abandon me? You know, you, and th- there's no, that's not a healthy relationship. You should be able to gently confront your partner and say, what, what is going on here? Uh, how can I help you? What it, or how can we find help for you? Ask those kind of questions so that you're not feeling like you're going to be abandoned or alone. Right. And here's another question. How about responsibility for your partner's happiness? Do you feel responsible Uh, for your partner's happiness? I don't feel responsible for my partner's happiness. However, I will admit that I am happier when everybody's happy. (laughs) 
Well, you know the old saying, right? Happy wife, happy life, right? Exactly, exactly. Oh. But I do, and I think, and I have friends that don't feel that way. Like, if somebody's upset in their house, they're like, well, that's their problem. And I'm like, really? Because I'd be freaking out. You know, like, <laughs> I, I want everybody, like, you know, as a mom, as a wife, I feel better when everybody's happy. You know that saying, a mom can only be as happy as their least happy child? Yeah. Not everybody has that illness. I definitely think I do. Yeah, but there's a there's a difference between you wanting to make sure that every everyone in your home is happy and and you doing things for them. Okay? And which yeah. robs them of the opportunity of of doing things for themselves, yeah. you know? Yeah, uh, I there's, can feel there's it. a very big difference. I can feel it. I can recognize I'm feeling that way. And then I can say, well, think of the positive and have a great day. Right. I don't feel that responsibility to like, oh my gosh, no, do you, what do you need me to do? Do you need me to come over there? Do you, I can just say, it's a great day. Like, look at the positive. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of great things going on in your life and walk away. I still feel that anxiety, but I know that it's not healthy for me to engage with their negative self-talk or negative view on the situation i can just you know remind them that god is good that god's with them that they can talk to god about it that i'm here for them if they need me pat them on the back and say have a great day goodbye and then run <laughs> <laughs> where i think years ago i would have dove in head first and you know been very concerned and and oh well you know maybe you shouldn't go or no like i'm at a point where i see that and when I get that feeling, I'm like, now this feeling that you're having, it's okay to have that feeling and not do anything about it. Right. So you're, 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 you're not really trying to fix other people. You're trying to just point them in the right direction, which is pointing them to God. Right. And you're, you're pointing them in the right direction by giving them resources, which is different than you jumping in and saying, oh, oh let me, let me just do that for you you know, you're, you're giving them suggestions, like maybe you should pray about it. Maybe you should, um, journal about it. Maybe you should talk to somebody about it. You know, let's process this together or even giving them a little break. Um, let's talk about it in a little while. Or like you said, with, when you say, um, let's try to put a positive twist on this. Let's yes. try to put a, a pot, uh, you know, not be so negative about everything. Um, that's different than you saying, well, uh, let me take care of this for you all the time. But then you're handicapping the other person and not allowing them to grow. Right. Um, how about ability to change or difficulty adjusting to change? Some people have a hard time with that. Um, codependence versus inter interdependence. Interdependence will be more likely to, to kind of go with the flow. Whatever's happening, they'll go with the flow. Um, while a codependent will, will have a hard time with the change. Yeah, I think, I think I'm, I mean, you know, any given day, it just depends how you wake up. But don't get me wrong. I'm a woman. I like consistency, but I'm okay with the changes I can't control. I'm surrendered. Mm -hmm. I see the change, I feel the pain, and then I go, I have no control over this, surrender to it. This is, you know, either God is either orchestrating it or allowing it. And I can mm -hmm. surrender that God is sovereign. And these changes, although I might not like them, I don't have to fight them. 
Because, you know, in our lives, if you look back, I think we've all been in parts of our life where we didn't want to change. Not that we did not want to change, but we didn't want this change that's occurring that we had no control over. And then when it happens, you're like, oh, wow, this is actually better. Why did I fight that so much? Mm -hmm. So I think recognizing, you know, God is sovereign and I can trust him with that. I was just going to say, can you, can you define sovereign? Because that's such a, uh, a big term, you know, especially with people who are, who are not Christian or they're baby Christians. Can you please define how, what sovereignty means? Well, the biblical definition of sovereignty, the sovereignty of God is his absolute right to do all things according to his good pleasure. God is all knowing. He's all powerful. He is, he has the right to make whatever decisions because he is the creator. Not only is he God of our creation, but he is the creator of the earth of ourselves. So God can make a decision either again, orchestrating it or allowing it to happen. And he is worthy of trust. So when I say God is sovereign, it means that God is all powerful, all knowing, and that I can trust his decisions. I can trust whatever's happening in my life because God knows about it. He's aware of it and he's still with me. It's the absolute right to do things according to his own good pleasure. And that is a healthy way of, if you lean, if you lean on God, then it's harder to be codependent. It's easier to be interdependent because your trust, your energy, your value and your self-worth is going to be based on your relationship to God versus your self-worth based on what a person's opinion based on just a reaction of other people. So if you can put God in the middle of your relationship, that will automatically stabilize your relationship. That will automatically help you to be more interdependent rather than dependent, codependent. Well, in Proverbs 29, I believe 25, it says that the fear of man lays a snare. What does that mean? So when we are so worried about making somebody else happy, about making sure that that person has everything they need, that's setting a trap for ourselves. But he who trusts in the Lord, when we trust in the Lord, then that is, that is their safety in that. So we find our safety when our audience of one or the one person that we're the most concerned with pleasing and honoring in this world is God. That's the safe place to be. Exactly. Exactly. Which also leads into the next one. When you're talking about safety and you're talking about feeling good. So are you also being moved by your moods, which are controlled by your thoughts and the feelings of those around you? So if you are being controlled by the thoughts and the feelings of those around you, can you imagine um, what kind of a sea of emotions that is, how turbulent that might be? You're always at the bay at the you're surrendering to other people as opposed to surrendering to God who is stable, who's our rock, our foundation. Ephesians 4.14 says, then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves, blown here and there by every wind of teaching or the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful schemes. And that applies even to our emotions. We should not be tossed back and forth by our emotions like wind. Our feet are on solid ground. When you're a Christian, your feet should be planted on the solid 
background of Christ Jesus, the rock. And so our emotions do come and go and we can feel those emotions, but we don't have to be moved or make decisions or life changes or even serving other people because of how we feel. We should have our feet firmly on the rock and let that truth of who we are, the foundation of who we are, make, help us to make healthy decisions and then make, you know, our life changes. Yeah, I agree. And that's a tough spot to be in, especially when you are riding those waves or that's the way that you've learned to make relationships. And the best way to do it is to try to make, first of all, if you're ever in a unhealthy relationship where you feel like you're being abused is there's an abuse hotline that you can call. And, um, that's the first place that you should go or, or your local authorities, but that takes a lot of courage to be able to reach out that way. And if you're not in a place where you feel like you're being abused verbally or physically, but you're just not feeling good about the relationship that you're in, it's always good to reach out to your elders, your elders who are from the church or get counseling from someone who you feel is, is going to be impartial and objective to your situation. Yes, because we know that codependency at an extreme level is usually created by some form of abuse or leads to some form of abuse where you are literally laying yourself down and allowing another person to control you and every aspect of your life. And if you don't feel safe and you need help, don't stay where you're at. There's plenty. Let me give you one number right now. 1-800-799-SAFE. 1-800-799-7233. And that is thehotline.org. It's the National Domestic Violence Hotline. Okay. Dr. Lydia, I appreciate so much this conversation. And I think it's just the beginning of where we can learn how maybe next time we can talk about how to set healthy boundaries so that they're interdependent and not codependent or in, enmeshed, enmeshed. enmeshed. Mm -hmm. So thank you so much. And if you're listening and you want to learn more, I hope that you will tune in next week. If you don't follow us yet, would you follow us on Instagram? And I just want to say very quickly, if you are not in the United States, because we're able to see that there's people in Africa and Egypt and London that listen to our podcast, we want to connect with you. Would you follow us on Instagram and just leave us a note? Let us know what country you're listening from, because I'm intrigued that there's people in all countries all around the world listening to our podcast. And I'd love to know who you are and pray for you. And speaking of prayer, would you close us out in prayer, Dr. Lydia? I would love to. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for everything that you do for us, how you provide and how you take care of us. And you're so gentle in the way that you love us. And Lord, I pray over those who are listening, that they would have hope, that they would have faith, that they would know that you are our, our Lord and Savior, that you have provided a way out that any time that we're in any situation that it is uncomfortable or even in our own sin, that, that you will always provide a way out for us. And I, I pray that the Holy Spirit would bring comfort and love and joy and peace to those who are listening. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you, Dr. Lydia. And if you think you would benefit, as I think the whole world would benefit by talking to Dr. Lydia, then I'm going to leave her information. If you go to our podcast notes, you there's you can click right there on the link. You can find her phone number. I hope that you will give her a call and ask her, you know, about setting up an appointment virtually online and 
have somebody to help process your feelings with. Dr. Olivia, can you just say your number? Although I'm going to leave it in the notes. Um, you can reach me at 786-565-6916. And that's, let me repeat that again. It's 786-565-6916. You can also know that I have, I do have a team of professionals that work with me. And if I can't come and help you virtually online, I certainly can provide someone who can. Absolutely. And I know many of those people and she's got a great team. So thank you all for listening and we can't wait to meet up with you again next time. Thanks for being part of our circle. Thanks for joining us for today's Faith with Friends podcast. We hope you will like and subscribe as we continue the conversation. Follow us on Instagram at Faith with Friends. If you enjoyed this podcast, would you forward to your friends so our circle will continue to grow?